Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Peter, my man, how are you? I'm doing fine, Eric. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good, dude. I, I just good. I just enjoy our time together. It's it's so much fun. Yeah, I learn well. a ton and I know because I'm on the sneak preview team here. I know you've got a couple of guests on. Uh, I'm so excited about this because November each year we celebrate Veterans Day in honor of veterans. I know you wanted to do a series of podcasts about veterans. And as we were talking about before the podcast started, my father's a veteran, so I appreciate what you're doing. Um, but I want to know, what are we talking about today? Uh, thanks, Eric. And uh, so glad for the, the, for your dad and, and uh, thank him for his service in mm -hmm. the past. Um, so there's just two objectives for this podcast. Um, my, this is my, this is their, these are my objectives. If our listeners are veterans, or if our listeners have friends or family members that are veterans, I'm, I'm hopeful that the information we'll discuss is going to is going to help someone. And then, secondly, I hope our non-veteran listeners will benefit as well. In, in that, you know, we just we need to become more aware of the important things that are vital and necessary. I'm hopeful that the information we'll we'll talk about today is going to help someone. And then, secondly. I hope our, our non-veteran listeners will benefit as well in that they'll become more aware of the services that are vital and necessary for those that have given just so much for our, our country. We ask a lot of a small group of citizens, and I think we need to do as much as possible to, to support and hold up those vets and, and their families. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I know the largest and most influential organization to assist veterans, and, and from what I've heard, uh, is the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Right. And today I know you'll be talking to two employees at the VA that focus on disability compensation, careers and employment and education and training. Yeah, that, that's right, Eric. Um, I want to introduce uh, Kathy Battles. She's the a veterans service center manager in the Boston VA regional office. These are long titles. And, uh, and Alyssa Hayes, who's the supervisory vocational rehabilitation counselor. So welcome, Kathy and Alyssa. I, I thank you so much for doing this. Uh, before we begin, could, could you spend a, a, just a few minutes introducing yourself and, and what makes you so passionate, passionate about what you do? Hi, Peter. Uh, yeah, my name is Kathy Battles, and I am service center manager for Boston uh, VA regional office, like you mentioned. Um, I think that the, you know, what what drives me here is that I, uh, I am or was a military spouse, and I am now a veteran spouse. Uh, my husband is a veteran. I uh, served in the Navy and in the uh, Coast Guard for almost uh, 18 years. And uh, that experience as a military spouse uh, sort of steered me into the VA world. And especially when I started there, I became interested in disability compensation. And VA is one that offers 
all sorts of career growth opportunities. And uh, I became a claims examiner and uh, transitioned into a decision maker. And just about 10 years ago, stepped into leadership. And I'm proud to be here at VA for 28 years and uh, now the division chief. So, well, thank you. Thank you, your, your husband for his service and, and, and you for your service. So th thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And Alyssa? Hi, Peter. Thank you so much again for <clears throat> allowing me to come on today to talk with you about sure. our Veteran Readiness and Employment Program. My name, once again, is Alyssa Hayes, and I am a Supervisory Re Vocational Rehabilitation Counselor with the Veteran Readiness and Employment Program. This program is also commonly known as a VR&E program, and my specific office is located in the Boston Regional Office. I began my work with the Veteran Readiness and Employment Program as a vocational rehabilitation counselor back in 2015, and I transitioned to leadership as a supervisory vocational rehabilitation counselor just this year in 2022. I'm very passionate about the work I'm involved in within the VRE program because it's an honor for me to work with our nation's service members and veterans. In the VRE program, I have the unique opportunity to witness individuals work towards their goals with an employment and independent living. And I'm looking forward to sharing more about this information with you today. Oh, great. I, I, I so appreciate your what you what you both do. And why don't we start with Kathy? Ka Kathy, my understanding is that a, a service person uh, must have a service-connected disability to qualify for disability compensation and education and the employment side of, of benefits. So, so let's start there. Um, when and how does a veteran file a claim for compensation for an injury or an illness incurred uh, during active duty military service? Sure. You know, a service member, actually, uh, while they're still in service on active duty, can file for disability compensation by utilizing one of the pre-discharge claim programs. Um, in this program, uh, the goal is to provide the service member with an in-service exam to examine those uh, that disease or that uh, injury that they may have incurred in service. And the goal there is then to provide a decision on that claim 30 days or less following discharge from active duty. Um, or when they become veterans after discharge at any time, a veteran can apply for disability compensation for an injury or illness that was incurred in or caused by active duty service. Kathy, who, who, who are the, um, who and, and what are, are the, the challenges uh, what, what are the claims, you know, what, what's this process look like, you know, you know, give us a little bit more detail about that. Sure. I can, I can do that for you. Um, so let's start with the veteran. What is a veteran? Okay. A veteran is a person who served in the active military, naval air or space service who is discharged or released under conditions other than dishonorable. So we'll start there. A veteran has something that's a disease or an injury that occurred in service. So what they would do is file a disability claim. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, you can fill out a VA form 21-526EZ. If it's a, a claim that was previously denied, it's a different form. VA is particular about their forms. Uh, it's VA form 20-0995. 
Uh, the easiest way to do it is to submit the claim online. So any veteran can get on va.gov, va.gov, and file a claim for disability compensation online. Um, this is uh, a process that involves gathering evidence now. So not only does the veteran need to say, okay, I served on active duty in one of these branches, but here are the kinds of things I'm experiencing symptom wise. Uh, if they don't know what they're diagnosed with, that's okay. Just list your symptoms and VA will figure it out. VA will send you to an exam. VA will also take a look at your private medical records. And once they have everything all in line and all that evidence is gathered up, VA will then review all the evidence and then let the veteran know if they've been service-connected, meaning that disability or those residuals from disability or disease incurred in service is connected to military service. That Now we have a disability that's service-connected. The VA takes a rating schedule, and this is all uh, this is all in the 38 Code of Federal Regulations, Part Four. Um, they have a rating schedule, which is a guide in the evaluation of a disability resulting from all diseases and injuries incurred in service. What they do, they take that examination report and they apply it to this evaluation schedule, which which will place a percentage on that disability that is um, meant to compensate the considerable loss of working time due to those symptoms or residuals of that disability. So the veteran gets a percentage. That evaluation percentage is associated with a monetary amount. That's the compensation and that is paid out to the veteran every single month. How long does that last? Is it forever? Well, I, I can't give a general response to that. Every veteran is different. Every disability is different. But yes, a veteran can be entitled to that monthly compensation amount for his or her lifetime. Hmm. That's, that's fascinating. And um, how long does that process typically take? Is it, is it typically that quick? Is it 30 days? It could be 30 days. What VA tries to do is make a decision on a claim under 125 days. That's mm -hmm. VA's goal. So, um, you know, I, I know in the what, we, what I've heard about recently is the um, uh, the PACT Act, which uh, is the the promise to address comprehensive toxics act that was recently passed. It's in, it's been in the news, so I, I thought it would be helpful for you to talk about what that what this new legislation is going to do for veterans? Sure. Uh, the new law, uh, it, ex it expands VA health care and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxic, toxic substances. So uh, what kind of toxic substances? Well, we're talking about Agent Orange. We're talking about burn pits, radiation uh, for veterans of the Vietnam era, Gulf War era, and post 9-11 era. Um, this, this will open up all sorts of benefits in the healthcare field. Um, it allows veterans to enroll in a, uh, in a, a service that the healthcare provides where they, you know, uh, interview veterans and, and get their, uh, experiences, uh, down in a, in a, in a resource, uh, research mode so they can 
compile all that data and then maybe even uh, add to the list of presumptive conditions. With this act, um, they added 20, over 20 new presumptive conditions uh, and new locations for veterans to be able to file for disability claims and have these presumptively uh, uh, granted. And what I mean by presumptively means uh, all a veteran needs to do is provide proof or even VA will do that for them that they served in a certain time in a certain location and their exposure to those toxic uh, substances will be presumed. It'll be assumed. It'll be, you know, um, verified and confirmed. And then all a veteran will need to do is provide evidence that this disability actually exists and the kinds of symptoms and, and residuals that they experience. And then VA will apply that evaluation percentage that I was talking about before. So it opens up VA for a lot, uh, a lot of claims coming in. That's one of our challenges is that we expect a, a volume of claims to come in. And we just have to make sure that we're doing our very best to serve those veterans as efficiently as possible and getting those decisions done. Any sense of how many how many claims you might be seeing over the next twelve months? Uh, no, we we haven't we haven't got any of that sort of data yet. Um, we're expecting uh, thousands of more claims than we wow. normally would get. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're doing a lot of hiring. Um, we're doing a lot of hiring. We're doing a lot of uh, technological advancements uh, to make our claims processors time used more efficiently. Um, we're looking into automated benefits delivery. We have lots of changes coming with VA. Hmm. Well, I think when, when there are challenges, there are often often benefits to uh, to to those that are receiving the, the those benefits. So let's let's hope that that rolls out smoothly. It's fantastic. Um, Alyssa, you, uh, a veteran's been approved for for a service connected disability. So then, how does the VA help veterans? with the education, the training, employment, and housing benefits. That's Those are your areas. Yes, absolutely. And when veterans log on to their ebenefits.va.gov account, they are able to take a look at all the various benefits that they might be able to pursue. Um, one of the most common benefits that a lot of our veterans uh, hear about is the GI Bill and that involves education and housing benefits. But for my specific program that I am employed in, Veteran Readiness and Employment, we, uh, this is an employment goal focused program and it focuses specifically on individuals needs towards obtaining and maintaining employment. So once veterans receive their service connected disability conditions as Kathy had uh, described beforehand, if they are in need of assistance with their, with their independent goals or employment goals, veterans can learn furthermore about the Veteran Readiness and Employment Program under our va.gov website, va.gov. And on this website, it lists the eligibility criteria for our program to determine if veterans are eligible in order to submit an application for our services. Can you give some examples of, of um, eligibility? Absolutely. So once a veteran is eligible for services, they have a disability condition rating of at least 10% or more. 
and they're able to apply to our program. And on va.gov, it lists other criteria in order for them to uh, meet these uh, specific needs in order to apply for our program criteria. And, and specifically, what would those look like? What would those, um, what, give, give us some examples of what that, that, that training, employment training and housing benefits, what, what would it look like? Okay, excellent. So specifically when veterans uh, apply to the Veteran Readiness and Employment Program, they're then scheduled with a vocational rehabilitation counselor for an initial appointment to determine if a veteran is found entitled to our program. So veterans may be found eligible for the VRNE program, but there's a difference in determining whether or not a veteran is found entitled. Since the Chapter 31 VRNE program is a needs-based program, the vocational rehabilitation counselor must meet with the veteran to determine if their disability conditions contribute to challenges and or barriers with the veteran obtaining or maintaining employment, employment that is suitable for their disability conditions. And all of this information is gathered during the initial appointment with the counselor. Counselors will have typically about a, um, a 60 to 90 minute appointment with their veterans to review education history, employment history, transferable skills, disability conditions, legal history, et cetera, to determine if there is a need for our services. And once veterans are found entitled to the Chapter 31 program, what's really special about our program is that each of our veterans have their own plan unique to their specific needs that will assist them with achieving their employment or independent living goals. So for example, um, through the process of vocational exploration and counseling with the veterans counselors, veterans goals will be identified um, with the counselors and veterans plans are developed and they're unique to their own needs and individualized based on the services and supports necessary to assist veterans with achieving their goals. Specifically relating to employment, we have four different tracks that veterans can pursue and develop a plan with their counselors. Um, one of those tracks is reemployment. And this track specifically focuses on um, veterans returning to, to work for their former employer, former employment. And the Chapter 31 VRNE program will support employers in meeting the veterans' needs um, to return to that specific employment. The second track of plan of services that we can work with our veterans on is rapid access to employment. And this track focuses on veterans pursuing employment with their existing skill set. So they may already have the education, work experience, um, transferable skills to start job searching and are ready to go out and about and um, sit down for interviews for specific jobs that they are looking at becoming employed in. The third track that we have is self-employment. And um, this track focuses on assisting veterans with starting a business. And then the last track that we have in our program, it's, um, I would say a, a, a large number of our veterans are pursuing this track for their plan of services under chapter 31. And this is employment through long-term services. This track assists veterans with pursuing education, and training to work in a field that does not worsen any of the veterans' disability conditions. 
While veterans are in training, they may be eligible for subsistence allowance benefits, which consist of a monthly stipend that the RNA will pay to the veterans that will help with additional expensive veterans, expenses veterans may have while they are in training. And then last but not least, if veterans are not able to return to work um, because of the, the severity of their disability conditions, veterans may be able to pursue a track of independent living. And these services will assist veterans with living as independently as possible. And all of these tracks towards employment and also independent living are customized to the veteran specific unique needs. And the vocational rehabilitation counselors will meet with their veterans on a consistent basis and provide case management services to their veterans to make sure that they are receiving necessary supports towards reaching their goals. So for example, when I was a vocational rehabilitation counselor, if my veterans were in school, I met with my veterans for their standard supervisory appointments to review the veterans progress in their training, such as reviewing their grades, their GPA, how they are doing in their coursework. And I met with them to ensure that they have the necessary tools and supports to proceed with training in their program. Some of the additional supports that veterans may need while they are in training may have to do with their health care. And vocational rehabilitation counselors can coordinate with the VA healthcare to make sure the veterans' needs are met through a process of referrals that counselors can send on over to the healthcare side of the VA. Hi, this is Catherine Broy from the Raskin Planning Group. Apologies for the interruption. Thanks so much for listening to Wealth is in the Details. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, please visit our website at www.raskinplanning.com. Look for the podcast's show notes and connect with us via social media. You know, what, what, what I see is, is so challenging for um, the VA and, and ultimately the, the veterans is just everything is so integrated. You know, you've got, um, you've got a, 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 a disability of some sort that, that is service related. That's, that's a piece of, the, of it that, that moves you into eligibility. But then you've got all the health challenges of, of a disability. You've got all the employment challenges, the training, the housing. Um, you know, these are all these are all vital to our our well-being. And that must be such a challenge for the VA as an organization to integrate all these things. And then most importantly, it must be a, 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 such a such a challenge for the veterans themselves. Absolutely. And it's what we try, the counselors are, are there to help provide any types of services that a veteran may need um, in order to achieve their goals, specifically related towards employment and independent living. And however else we can assist with making sure they have the necessary tools and services to move forward with their goals in life is, is what our is what our goal is and within the, the VR program. So, you know, um, I, I, I imagine that community outreach is just is vital. So the veterans know that there's, there's this assistance, you know, especially after, after their services has ended, you know, if a, if a disability occurs after, after they've been, they've retired from the service, um, uh, 
they, they need to know that these services are available. So, so I, I gotta imagine during COVID, this was really tough. Um, how, how do you see these outreach strategies? Um, how have they been affected by, by the world we've been in the last few years? And how do you get that word out to these, to, to, to the service, uh, service people? During COVID, and unfortunately, our outreach activities were very limited at that time because we were, you know, everyone was trying to figure out how, you know, what can we do to um, still, you know, provide those resources and um, uh, engage with our community, even though everything was in a virtual environment at that time. And um, since we were limited with virtual meetings, we weren't able to physically attend events um, to meet with veterans and to provide information about the Chapter 31 program. Um, so we were able to focus in on connecting with schools or connecting with um, um, other um, community agencies to conduct community outreach. And um, through the virtual environment we have been in within the past couple of years, I personally feel as if this has opened the doors for more opportunities con to conduct this outreach. We're able to conduct outreach to a um, to more veterans because uh, more veterans are able to a you know log into the meeting or um, uh, informational session to learn about the VRNE program. Um, we also have employment coordinators in our office who conduct outreach at career events and other events that involve veterans and employers um, so that we can continue to spread information and the word about our program so that uh, veterans can learn about veteran, about benefits that they might be eligible for. Kathy, do you, you have any thoughts about the, uh, the outreach? Right. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said when the pandemic hit, you know, how, how, that impacted our ability to to reach those veterans, uh, not just uh, out there in the in the state, but even in the city of Boston. Um, so uh, we did we weren't shut down too too long. We were only shut down a couple months. We reopened our doors uh, as soon as we could uh, in July of 2020, um, and uh, we've been open every single day since then. So. We are open at Boston Regional Office at the JFK building. Uh, you know, you can walk right in. Or during the, the pandemic, VA created something called Veritool. And that's V-E-R-A. And Veritool is an online appointment service. And uh, when if you go to Google and you type in V-E-R-A, it'll pop right up. It's vets.force.com. And veterans can make appointments now with regional offices, either virtually or in person. So if a veteran does not feel comfortable coming into a federal building or traveling on mass transit or anything like that, come on Vera, make your appointment. And one of our benefits counselors will speak to you virtually over the phone, however you want and, uh, and, and help you uh, with, with any sort of service benefit service or questions you might have uh, filing a brand new claim, checking on a claim that was already filed. Um, and we're also, you know, happy to say that our, uh, our outreach is coming back. We are at, like Alyssa said, we are at job fairs now, community events. We're at VA hospitals. Um, we were just at the Brockton VAMC Expo just a couple months ago. 
Um, we are developing a claims clinic. Uh, hopefully in the local uh, Boston area, we'll have a, a claims clinic uh, with, uh, in conjunction with the hospital. And uh, we'll be uh, there in person to serve veterans. What we're trying to do is come up with more virtual ways to reach veterans that cannot come into the city or, or have difficulty with virtual uh, connectivity. Uh, we want to get out there to the underserved and find ways to get out there more often and find easier ways uh, to get in touch with veterans and answer their questions about benefits. Yeah, that, it just must be an ongoing um, challenge for, for such a large organization is, is just communicating. You know, communicating to the to the veterans that some of them may may not even know they need the services or the services are available. So um, that must be the real real hard part of 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 your role. It is, and is, and I think we have a, a really great relationship with the VA hospitals uh, who will reach out to us uh, when they see a veteran in need. Um, you know, they come in for uh, healthcare reasons and the examiners or the providers will find out that that veteran is not uh, receiving a monthly compensation amount from the Veterans Benefits Administration. And they'll make a contact with us and say, hey, we, we, we have someone here who needs your help. Um, we also work with the homeless shelters in the city and around the area. And when they, uh, uh, they uh, have a, an outreach uh, opportunity with a with a homeless veteran, they get in contact with us and they say, "Hey, we need, we have someone here who could really use your help." So we're we've, we're still working on that uh, word of mouth technique, which is a little yeah. antiquated, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. So so many of our listeners are, are are just not veterans, and I think it's important to to help them know what they can do to support the vets in our community. Um, that are receiving benefits because because of these service connected disabilities. Is there anything that that small business owners can, in particular, can do? We have a lot of listen, listeners that are small business owners, and so um, I'm just curious: are, are are you reaching out to to that segment of our of our population, and uh, and what can what can we do to help? If I could offer some advice to any small business owner out there, or anybody. Who, who is, uh, has an opportunity to hire a veteran, um, that right there is a key, key population in our workforce. And, um, you know, if you've got uh, uh, some opportunities, a career growth, a personal growth, uh, an opportunity for a veteran, um, reach out to them and support them in compassionate ways uh, to help them uh, in any kind of uh, direction they want to go in, whether it's personal or, or a career choice. Exactly. And along with what you said, Kathy, a lot of our veterans, they have intangible skills that the veterans acquire or develop during their military service. So they can offer um, specific a specific skill set that other individuals may not be able, be able to offer because they were from, they have their own military service in their background. So um, definitely encourage small businesses to look at hiring veterans in all aspects of their business because of the, of what they can provide to the company. If if a small business owner does is interested in in hiring um, a, a veteran, are there are there places they can reach out to directly? Um, uh, kind of shake the tree and say, "Hey, I, I am interested. What can I do to 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 bring those those veterans into into our our company?" Yes, absolutely. We in our Boston office we have um, two employment coordinators that we actually. Um, 
I have employers can reach on out to our employment coordinators to let them know of specific openings uh, that they might have within their company. Um, and this information can be shared with our veterans um, if it's something that they if the company is something that they're looking at uh, pursuing at that time. So definitely I would encourage small businesses to, to research and to find out where um, their VA regional offices are located <clears throat> around them to see if they can specifically get in contact with at the VRNE program because any types of job leads is very important for our, our program and our um, work with our veterans, because once our veterans are under employment services searching for jobs, this is all very helpful. If we have um, listeners that have uh, specific questions or, or want to know more about, about these programs, what do they do? Who do they call? I think that, you know, one of our best improvements we've made throughout VA is VA.gov. Uh, that is that is a website that not only provides information on what is a disability compensation claim, how do I apply, can I do it by mail, can I do it online, all of that information is there. It also talks about healthcare and uh, burial services, uh, education. It, it's it's really uh, a, a just an improved website now that has all sorts of information and ways to apply for these things. Um, they can also, uh, like I said before, I'm putting in a plug again for the Veritool, V-E-R-A, uh, make an appointment. And that's just not for Boston. That's anywhere in the country. Uh, make an appointment to talk to a benefits counselor. Or we have our old phone number that we've had for many, many years, 1-800-827-1000. And, and folks are welcome to call that number. That's, that's great. And also on VA.gov website, you can also search for all the contact information for all of the regional offices throughout the nation and also any outbased clinics that might be associated with the VA too. So for example, here in Massachusetts, we have the Boston Regional Office um, for VRNE, but we also have outbased clinics in Worcester and in Springfield too. And on this website, it provides all this information. Well, that's, I think that's super helpful. I think the, the fact is that we do have, there are resources available to, to our veterans and the families of veterans. And um, it's, it's hard, but, but it is a bureaucracy, it sounds like, and which, like any large organization is. And uh, you just have to, you have to start the process. And, and hopefully you'll be, for those that, that do reach out, they're going to be um, put into a track that's going to get them the benefits they they so need and deserve. So that's the, so I'm so glad that we were able to do this information uh podcast because I think the services that the VA is providing and that you and the, the the both both Kathy and Alyssa are are leading um are, are just so vital. And I and I'm I'm glad that you were able to communicate that to to us and I, I thank you so much for, for what you've done and what you will continue to do. And um, I appreciate the, the opportunity to chat with you. So thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. You're thank welcome. you, Peter. My pleasure. Kathy and Alyssa, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service and everything that you do for um, our community and obviously nationwide. Um, this isn't just your local community. Like you said, Kathy, there's, there's all sorts of resources and ability to contact you from a nationwide audience. So thank you. And Peter, that's beautiful, right? Because your podcast is nationwide. Absolutely.
It yeah. is. Peter, Absolutely. thank you for this. I mean, this, this means a lot to me personally, and I, I just appreciate the fact that you are bringing great information to the audience and not just, you know, all the stuff that you do on a financial basis, on a daily basis, well, your clients, you're serving the general public as well with great information. So thank you for that. I oh, thank you, Eric. I, I will say that um, in in our series about uh, veteran services, our, our next podcast will be on um, oh, okay. veterans healthcare and what's available there. So I think that'll also be an interesting um, and and helpful helpful podcast. Yeah, to, absolutely. To our, our All listeners. right, I look forward to that. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth Is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually helps others find the show. And that's the point really of this one. People need to find this show, people that are veterans or family members or friends of veterans so they can share it and hear it and, and actually maybe take some action. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp., a broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.